0: Karsten Rogers and um, I want to welcome you to our first shift meeting Um, we're so glad that you took the time to be here with us Um, especially my shout out to all the young people out there who are uh, watching us live Um, we believe that this is going to be a tremendous And so we're hoping and praying that you're blessed through this service, that um, God speaks to you, that He uplifts you, that He encourages you. All right. Um, At this time, uh, we want to ask Elder Bernard um, to uh, bless us now.
1: Hey, the service is suspended, so it's not streaming anymore.
0: Why did it, why did it end? Yeah,
1: the, the service is, it,
0: is to... it's
1: saying that copyright the issues. stream is suspended, all right. It says, it
0: said, it said, it was due to
1: All right, everybody, uh, we want to say welcome to you from the Central States, Admini- Central States Conference Administration. Uh, we are glad to have you have this opportunity to worship with our youth and young adults and glad that you all have this opportunity as well. Um, We're thankful to the U team for being willing to participate today, and I'm trusting that you all are gonna be really blessed. We wanna also welcome uh, our guest uh, speaker, Pastor Bc. He'll be introduced a little later, uh, but we wanna welcome him to the Central States Conference family and the stream service that we have today. So we're looking forward to having a great time with you, Uh, and this won't be the last time that we'll spend some time uh, ministering and hanging out together. So thank you all again on behalf of uh, Pastor Christian Josiah, who's the vice president for administration, out uh, of Tanya Anderson, who's our vice president for finance, and yours truly, Roger Bernard, serving as president. God bless you, love you all. Have a great program. Uh, I believe at this time we're supposed to have a word of prayer as well. And so if everyone would just bow their heads and let's do that right now, Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we are thankful for our program today shift. And I pray, Lord, that all of our young people will be blessed, our young adults will be blessed as a result of spending this time, be with this team and be with everyone on the program. And I pray that it will go smoothly. We ask these things in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. So I think right now it's time for a check-in, check-in challenge. And I'll pass that over to... Pastor Carson Rogers. All right, everybody. So we asked our young people
0: in central states. um, We asked all of our young people in central states uh, to send in um, our check-in challenge. And what that simply is, is we were asking everybody, how have you stayed positive in spite of the difficulties of COVID-19? Um, It could be any number of ways. And so we got several responses from that. This is something that we want to continue to keep doing and asking people to send in their answers to the check in challenges that we're going to have. Also throughout our program, we also uh, asked know who has talent and we know that here in central states our young people definitely have some amazing God-given talents and so if you feel like you can sing you can dance maybe you play an instrument whatever it is that God has gifted you to do we invite you to send in those videos to us and you may be featured in our program we had several young people who submitted those videos and you'll be seeing them throughout our service as well all right. So at this time, we want to show you our check-in challenge. All right, and we hope that you're blessed by it.
2: I guess I've stayed positive during this whole COVID-19 coronavirus thing, with everything shutting down and being stuck in my house with people. Um, mostly, it's just my faith that God will see us through and deliver us through. And this may be just a sign, another sign that He's coming. So I'm just, I feel like it's my faith that keeps me positive. I'm
3: Travis
0: Curtis from Emanuel SDA in uh, St. Joseph, Missouri. Um, I've stayed positive basically through watching YouTube and having conversations with my friends online. Um, as well as playing um,
4: video games and just working out. Hi, my name is Ryan Fields, and I attend the Ebenezer Fellowship SDA Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, one way I keep myself positive in this this COVID-19 outbreak is I talk to my friends and family to see how they're feeling about things, and I see and I ask them different ways how they're um, keeping themselves positive, and um, and I kind of try and imply it to my daily life and see, you know if it works, and I've, you know, prayed. And I just, you know, think about the good that's gonna come out of it. And when Jesus comes, he'll take us all. Hi, my name is Janet. I'm from Abton, Kansas. And here are some things that help me through the pandemic right now. I like to read books, do my Bible study, FaceTime with friends, draw, and watch TV. So yeah, those are my things that I like to do during quarantine right now. Thanks.
2: Happy Sabbath, everybody. It's Nathan from Limwood SDA Temple in Kansas City, Missouri. And what's helped me get through this tough time of COVID-19 is being with family or talking with friends virtually uh, through Zoom or FaceTime or anything like that. It keeps me calm. Talking to my friends and family online reminds me it won't always be like this. Jesus is coming.
5: Happy Sabbath, everyone. My name is Morgan Hill. I go to Limwood SDA in Kansas City, Missouri. The ways that I keep positive during this pandemic is calling my friends, talking, laughing, having conversations to get our minds off the cliff. And by the end of the conversation, we have little devotions and we pray to keep us and our families safe. Those are the ways that I keep positive during this pandemic. I'm Elijah. This is my brother, Amelia. Okay. We are from the Lighthouse SDA Church. And um, so what are we supposed to be talking about again? Quarantine. Um this quarantine i've just been on social media the past the time you know doing my schoolwork.
1: i've just been playing a game taking a little naps if you know then.
5: i and um the positive thing about this is i've got closer with my family members i've learned things about them that i never knew because i didn't talk to them
2: uh, yeah i'm just in to with my family
5: yeah and we started doing family worship again so that's a good thing make sure y'all stay safe wash your hands you know bye
0: All right. For all of our young people out there, we're going to do a home scavenger hunt. All right. Um, And so this is going to be, um, you know, very exciting. It's very interactive. And the instructions are very simple. Okay, so what you're going to do. All right. Can you all hear me now? Testing one, two, it should be coming through now. All right, we're going to do the home scavenger hunt. And here's what's going to take place um, during the home scavenger hunt. All right, here's the instructions. All right, Um, an item will show up on the screen. Okay, it'll say an item for you to find. and it could be something very simple, whatever it is. Once you see that the object shows up on the screen, what you have to do is you find the object and you take a picture of yourself with the object, okay? And when you do that, when you take that picture of yourself with the object, you must also text your first and last name and text the picture to this number, 816 892 zero seven seven nine okay once again um, when the object shows up on the screen okay you grab the object there in your house you make sure you find it you um, tech you send a picture with your name and your first and last name and you send it to eight one six eight nine two zero seven seven nine and the first person who does that for each object um, we'll be able to receive a special gift. Um, We have, say, a t-shirt. We might not be able to send it to you right now, but as soon as we can, we'll send it to you, all right? So let's try to do this with our first item, all right? Here is our first item. All right, it's a spoon. So go, you gotta find a spoon. You gotta take a picture with you, your face in in the picture, And then make sure you send your first and last name as well. And you send it to 816-892-0779, all right? Um, And again, whoever gets it done first, uh, you have opportunity to win a special prize, uh, one of our T-shirts, all right? Let's go to our next object. Our next object is a hanger, all right? So it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to look exactly like this hanger, but you find the hanger there in your house. Um, And again, you send the picture of yourself. You have to be in the picture as well as the object and you send it to 816-892-0779. All right, we'll give just another, okay, I'm starting to get them in. right let's keep going the next object is shampoo all right you got to find the shampoo uh, run to your bathroom make sure you grab it real quick take a picture of yourself and some shampoo now make sure that it is not um, that it is not a regular body wash all right it's got to be shampoo that's the that's the rules okay to take a picture. I had someone who's an adult ask me, uh, asking if they count. Uh, unfortunately, this is for our young people. All right. So, uh, you have to be one of our young people in order to be able to, to compete for this. All right. I'm getting in the messages, so let's keep them coming. All right. The next one is a pillow. All right. So you got to find a pillow there in your house, take a picture with it and include yourself and make sure you send it in as soon as possible. Again, the number is 816-892-0779. Okay? All right. I'm going to give just another minute before we go to our very last object. All right? So if you feel like you've been losing, like you've been behind the curve, this is your time. All right, this is the last object. I'm trying to give everybody an opportunity to make sure you're ready to get this. Okay? The last object is a spatula. Go. All right? The last object is a spatula. Okay? So you got to include yourself, the object, and your first and last name. All right? And you send that in. And whoever it is that sends that in first has the opportunity um, to win one of our Seya t-shirts. All right. Messages are still rolling in. Okay. So I, we'll see. I'll have to try to go through this and see who won our, ch- our uh, home scavenger hunt challenge. But I'm hoping that you all were able to enjoy this all right um with that said um i apologize for some of the technical difficulties that we had early on um but i want to take this moment to say thank you um to all of our federation leaders um because uh, all of these submissions and all this participation could not have taken place without the commitment and dedication from our federation leaders and so i want to thank um I want to begin by thanking uh, Sister Marissa Jack, um, Philip Perkins, uh, Moya Redden, Christy Lofton, and Keziah Coleman. Um, I want to say thank you to each of you for your hard work and for getting our young people uh, involved. And so we have a video now from our young people um, out in St. Louis. They call themselves YG. Okay. Um, So go ahead and enjoy and be blessed by this video.
6: I hope you guys are blessed. Hit <laughs> it, Mr. Andre.
2: me down a dark road dark night's lights off now my heart cold wonder god will i live to see tomorrow is it lies you telling me you my life but i'm so tired of trying to find which way is right and i'm so tired of seeing the pain in my eyes when i'm tired can i rest my mind don't sleep at night Guess I'm paranoid, anxiety on steroids Looking for my way out cause inside is a scary boy. Uh. I'm trying to hear your voice, stay poised, kill the noise Telling me to let go and it's feeling like my only choice The devil's talking with the streets, and he's your pedo I used to hear the holy voice, now I hear his echoes I think it's time I decide that I just let go of the past And tell my path, hello, show me the way I can't do this
7: Without you, show me the way. Can you help me with my Can life? Me. Will? Show me the way. Because without you, we can't Stop talk. Though. Show me the I way. Need. I, need
8: I need you to show
9: me. Show me. Show me. I remember times were getting hard and I was searching. Instead of fighting for the call, I had to come into church But I could do it on my own, I needed money to make it. I know when pain will father asleep, it was my biggest mistake and I was battling with my spirit for whatever was left Got to the point I questioned God and posed the question itself I could I claim to have that love and then resume that hate It's like biting the hand that feeds you when consuming the plate I pressed my hands to my head and said my humblest prayer God please lead me back to your home even if no one is there I can't imagine what I do you on my side I found the solace in your scripture And the truth the abides Your presence dawns on me daily I can't even deny You say you never been there for me You believe in a lot And I got me through my life God, while I travel this way And I will swallow my pride And just say
8: Show me the way I
7: can't do this without you Show me the way Show me the way I need need you to show me, show
9: me me
7: the way we can't do this without you, show me the way, can you help us with our problems, show me the way, because without you we can't solve them, show me the way we need you. I was Done so many wrongs Feel like they trying
1: to take my life Been doing wrong so long That I forgot what was right Been moving on alone, They don't know what's going on Corruption all in my home Suicide all in my dome I'm trying to defy What's
7: left my
0: everybody um, big props to YG um, for um, the work that they did thank you so much for submitting that video at this time I'm excited because we're gonna have a panel discussion um, where we're just talking um, about um, how we as a family kind of interact but before we get into the discussion just want to introduce um, to each of you our panelists so we have several young people from around our conference who are on right now. Um, let's begin uh, with Aaron. if you can just tell us, you know, your name, grade, church, and city-state you're from.
6: Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Aaron Harrell. I'm from Missouri. I'm in the 12th grade, and I go to Linwood, SDA. All right.
0: Uh, Kayla?
4: Hi, I'm Kayla Redden. I'm a senior in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I attend Ebenezer Fellowship.
0: Ethan, oh, Ethan, we can't hear you. So we're gonna go to Nye. Nye, are you there?
5: Yeah. Hi, my name is Nyeron Tip. I am in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm a senior and I go to South Sydney Seventh-day Adventist Church. Okay, all right.
3: Pastor Larraveau. Hi, my my name is Marcus Uh, (laughs) Larraveau. I don't have a grade, but I did attend the illustrious Oakwood University. Yes, sir. Amen. (laughs) Um, I pastor in Lincoln, Nebraska at the
0: Allen Chapel. All right. And Pastor Bulgin.
10: Hey, everyone. Pastor Kim here. I am in Wichita at the New Beginnings SDA Church. I'm also not in a grade, but I did go to Andrews University a long time ago. So...
0: (laughs) All right, and in case anybody doesn't know, I'm Pastor Karsten Rogers. Um, I am no longer in a grade either. I am in my master's program, um, so I do have homework um, on occasion, which is always fun. Um, And I'm in St. Joseph, Missouri, and Atchison, Kansas, at Cornerstone and Emmanuel SDA churches. All right, looks like we had some technical difficulties, unfortunately, with Ethan. Um, but let's try to, to do the best we can to, to continue. So what we want to talk about is how you know, our families are operating, how we're doing right now. Um, we know it's a, it's a difficult time for everybody. Um, but first off, how has this COVID-19 um, been affecting or impacting um, you and your family and how much time you've been spending together for our young people?
6: I guess I'll start. Okay. Um, for me, I go to a boarding school, so um, COVID-19 made me come home, and which is a good or bad thing, but so now I get to spend more time with my family. Um, yeah, so, yeah.
0: Okay. Good. More time with your family. Anybody else? How's it been impacting maybe your day-to-day life, your family? Um Yeah. You know, um, you guys
4: might have heard um, a prayer from my mom because she is working on the front lines as a nurse and that kind of has affected me a little bit but through her ri- bravery i've always i've like stayed calm and you know grounded so as long as she has that bravery you know i won't be scared for her
0: amen amen and um for our pastors as it how it been impacting your lives um you know this this whole covid 19. Um, or maybe any of your young people that you know of, like, how's it been impacting them? Um, I'll answer. So uh, my mom, like Kayla, my mom
3: too is a nurse, and she too was um, taking care of COVID patients. And unfortunately, she also contracted it. So she has been sick for today's day 12. Um, And so she's, you know, in bed and, um, has been essentially fighting for her life. Um, how has that affected how much time we spent together? Which is the question is, um, there, there has been, of course, this is you know, a difficult time for me and my family, but there's been a blessing in that You know, there are five siblings and the five of us have been able to spend a lot of time together, have been able to talk on FaceTime to kind of see how to best care for my mom in this situation. A lot of us live in different parts of the country. So it's kind of helped the five of us to be able to spend a lot of time together. And also helped me to be able to spend a lot of time with my mother uh, on FaceTime and um, a little emotional. (laughs) um, (laughs)
0: Definitely, man.
3: Um, on Facetime, and like every day, I've been like playing the piano and singing to her, and like um, like giving her concerts of all these old hymns that she loves, and praying with her. And um, the time that I have been able to spend with her, you know, uh, I uh, has been a blessing to me and my mom and our relationship. And uh,
0: yeah, all right, all right. Wow, I didn't even know you were going through that, man. Um, Definitely, we want to keep you and your family uplifted um, right now. Um, so let's let's get to let's get to this. Um, I I was I'm sharing with some of our panelists yesterday that you know I think back on when I was a teenager um, how there were many days. I mean, it would be like I would I had school to go to, and even when I came home, some of the last people at times I wanted to interact with. Was my parents, or sometimes I have a little brother, um, and he would be getting on my nerves. So, what is it um, maybe that it's been like in terms of in, interacting with your parents and being in the house with them all the time? Um, you know, how has that been affecting you all uh, to our young people?
4: Um, I can go first. Um, with me, um- well, I'm very involved. I'm in a number of organizations and stuff like that. So when I come home, it's usually around five o'clock and then I see my parents when they get home from work. So it's very different now being home and seeing them as they come home and being around my sister 24-7, being around my barking dog 24-7. It really makes me appreciate life more and like maybe this was a blessing that I was, I might've been going too fast.
0: Okay. All right. Definitely. Um, Nye, did you want to share? How's it kind of been? Um, with Because you have quite a few there in your house, right?
5: Yes, right now I have seven all together in our home. Uh, before my two sisters, they lived in Seattle. Before they had the shutdown, they came back home because it's like the best place to come back to. And it's been pretty nice being around them, but I usually work almost every day. So I don't get to see them as often, but when we do, uh, hang out, it's not like planned or anything. So we just like, you know, have sibling time in the basement, like at nine or 10 o'clock at night.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> sibling.
0: Time. Okay. Definitely. Um, Aaron, how about you, um, being all together like that?
6: Um, unlike most of, uh, you guys are on the line. I don't, I don't work. I I stay at home all day. Been out of the house maybe three times in the past four weeks. And so, a way that I you know get along with my family is just giving each you know making time for each other one, but then also giving each other their time to be by themselves, so that they we can all process in our own way how we're handling this um, quarantine. Yeah,
0: yeah. You need that that balance definitely, um, Pastor Bulgin. Um, you know for you when you look at you know just maybe your family or families in your, your churches or any your young people how's it kind of been impacting them and in their interactions um, this whole situation?
10: I think most families have had to be creative um, in their how they spend their time with each other and um, I think bringing a lot of people a lot closer to each other um, and the the opportunities that they have to get to know one another and to kind of slow down like my sister said and enjoy each other's company all the more and uh, be just grateful for the time spent so I think and also the maybe establishing boundaries has been something I've seen Mm -hmm. also as well people have you know their alone time if needed (laughs) sibling time as they said so uh, I think people are making the best of it all things considered it could be it could be worse so we're grateful that everybody's family is still intact thus far where we are so we're praising god for that
0: definitely awesome. um as i was taught talk- yeah pastor Laribo. Uh,
10: yeah so the real reason why i shared what i shared
3: before and i think that the beauty of some of what everybody else has shared is that um times like these remind us of the importance of the relationships that we have and mm-hmm. um, and remind us not to take that for granted as also an opportunity to continue to work on and nurture and cultivate those relationships. I know for sure that has been the case for me because, you know, as we go through this, I, you do uh we're praying for a miracle and we believe that God's going to perform a miracle. But we don't know. I don't know how this whole situation will play out. So every moment is precious, every moment is valuable. But that is always the truth. Every moment that we have is always precious. And it's important that while we're in these situations, while people may, you know, our family has this way of getting on our nerves that we also still take advantage of every moment to love and to care and to nurture and to cherish and
0: to enjoy the blessing that God has given you that is your family. That's so true. We got to really, I think it actually makes us value just the gift of life um just on a on another level just like what you're saying um i believe it was aaron you said that you attend pine forge right yes so can you share a little bit on your perspective basically that you're not always at home and how it's now like you have that appreciation when you do come home
6: yes um i've been at pine Forge for four years so um most for the past four years it's just been seeing my parents on thanksgiving christmas maybe uh, maybe um spring break and then in the summer times but i worked a lot in the summer times, so now it's just um like somebody else said a time to see my family um i definitely have a bigger appreciation for my parents um since i've been away so it's just spending time with them for once and you know just building up things that we couldn't do when i was at um, pine porch
0: yeah yeah Absolutely.
6: Um,
0: so here's the next question I want to give us as a panel because, um, like, there are times when you're in such close proximity, or even just looking beyond this present situation with COVID 19, where just in your family, you're going to disagree, right? Everybody goes through that at some point. So, my question is when that begins to happen, if that's happening for someone right now with COVID 19, or, you know, just in general with your parents, you don't see eye to eye. Is there a way to properly disagree with your parents? Like the Bible says, you know, honor your father and your mother, right? Is there a way that you can disagree with them and still honor them at the same time? I'll leave it open-ended, whoever wants to try to tackle that first.
5: I feel like, yes, there is a way to um, disagree with your parents without being disrespectful. The way me and my dad um, usually get their arguments is that um, usually if you're like going back and forth, I would just like stop, completely like stop and ask him, like, can you please listen to my side? And we would just like sit down and have like a civil conversation about it. Because my dad is very oriented about like sitting down and talking things out Instead of like yelling at each other, so I don't know. That's just what I've like grown to see. What is like more effective?
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. Being able to take that step back. Hey, let's breathe for a second and actually hear each other. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? How do you how do you handle it? Um, that type of disagreement with your family.
4: Um, for me. you know, For me, I would say with my little sister, we are so close that um, when we argue, we just hop back to what we were doing before. Like if we argue for 30 seconds, then we'll be singing a song together in the next minute. Like it really just tops back. That's how close we
6: are. Okay, good, good. Um, Erin? I was gonna say in my household, we like to debate for fun. We just like to hear like different, sides of um, different people's opinions and things. So um, I think that just having an open uh, communication and a safe place to voice your opinion, whether your parents like it or not, just in a respectful and safe like, ma- manner, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely hear you on that. Um, to our pastors, <laughs> when you look back on how you handle disagreement with your parents, is there anything that y'all would say that you would do differently looking back on it maybe some of the heated discussions that you had
10: I probably wouldn't um, just go to my room and play music (laughs) I probably would have engaged in more conversations healthy conversations like these ladies are talking about um, and, and you know speaking their mind and sharing their opinions respectfully I think I was a bit more of a I would shut down a lot more when, when things were not going my way. So um, I definitely would encourage young people to share if something is not what they like or if they disagree with something in a way that's respectful. So that's, I think they're on the right track. Absolutely.
3: Um, I, I was not as obedient as <laughs> was.
0: Oh, come you on, me. tell the truth. Amen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Um, Um, I think that a good way to look at this, uh, well, quick one minute Bible study. Uh, We mentioned the text, one minute, I'm starting the timer. Yes, sir. We mentioned mentioned the text um, in Exodus of honor your mother and your father. Mm -hmm. And the the mystery of the text is we often look at the 10 commandments as like four commandments about God and then six commandments about our interactions with humans. um, but the ancient Jews did not look at it that way. They looked at it as five and five, and the fifth commandment being honor your mother and your father, they knew that as part of how we interact with God, because parents play a God-like role in our lives, um, and, and they, and God is the creator, and they are the creators of life as well, and so they look at that commandment as part of the first five. The the thing is we are commanded to be obedient to everything God says. But in Luke Jesus stays at the temple for 3 days when his parents leave, he's not necessarily obedient to everything his father his parents say. But his response is crucial. Jesus response when his parents show up at the temple and are worried about him is um, didn't you know that I was about my father's business? And so the encouragement there for us is, if we are to disagree with our parents, let whatever our disagreement be, be in accordance to what God, our ultimate father says about us, okay? Mm -hmm. Like It's not necessarily that everything that your parents say will be right, because they are human. But when you disagree with your parents, align your disagreement both your posture, your tone, your attitude, and what you are arguing for be in agreement with what your father says Be about your father's business. Amen. So
0: that's Amen. how I choose to disagree with my parents. I think that's huge to make sure that even if we are disagreeing, that first off, whether you're the child, whether it's your parents, that you're like, hey, let's make sure we're in alignment with what God would have us to do. And if that's really your starting and your ending point, I think you're going to be all right. right. So to wrap up, um, appreciate you all kind of sharing those those tips about, you know, how to get along with our parents. Um, And then I want to just know what's one thing um, that you would encourage families, um, maybe young people to do right now to make sure that they keep the harmony um, with their siblings, with their parents. Maybe it could be something fun. Maybe it could be some some something else that you've thought of. But just what would you say to anybody um, to maybe give a try to help in their, in their home to make things a little bit uh, better right now.
4: I would say definitely appreciate the time that you're having off. Don't take advantage of this time to be on your technology or be in your room locked up or sleeping all day. I would say definitely take this time to be around your family. And for me, especially I'm a senior, I'm going away to college soon. I definitely want to appreciate um, the family time I have now before I leave off.
0: Amen.
6: Alex say um spend time with your family, um love them, take advantage of the time like everyone's been saying, but also I think that it is important to take time for yourself. Because when you take time for yourself, um, you, can, you can understand why you may be irritated with your family. You can, you can pray and ask God for peace because you know a lot of people aren't dealing with this um, self isolation very well. So in that time by yourself, um self-reflect on what may be troubling you. So that that time with your family be
0: all that more valuable. Amen. Nye, you have any tips? I would uh,
10: laugh as much as possible. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah.
10: I was going to say just find as many moments to laugh with your family as possible. Uh, keep it light. Keep it positive. Because um, we're living, you know, we're living in a very negative, despondent time. So whatever you can do as a family to keep everybody smiling and positive, I would say go ahead and do that.
5: Yeah. And also for me, I would say um, maybe at night before everybody goes heads on to bed, like pray as a family. That is something my dad has started since the start of COVID. Well, once they closed school, he would like, every, when we're all about to go to sleep, he brings us into the living room, would hold hands and like pray together, just, just have like that family feel.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Pastor
3: Lirbo. Um. Well, I feel like I shared a lot. I gave all. Of- all <laughs> you all did. <laughs> all
0: of- <laughs> well, that's cool. Um.
3: But I was- shout out to Aaron. Um. I'm PFA class of 09.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I want to say thank you to each one of our panelists um, for. Um, your insight, your wisdom that you shared, um, you all were great. Um, and so thank you. I'm sure on YouTube right now, they're applauding you guys majorly. So big props to Kayla, uh, Aaron, Nye, and to our pastors, Larivo and Bolgen. Thank you so much for, um, engaging in this dialogue and anybody who is, you know, uh, needing some additional help or anything. Um, you know, we're going to try to be here the best that we can to support you and your family. Uh, through all of this, all right? So I want to go ahead and um, introduce to us our speaker for today. Um, Our speaker is Pastor BC, all right? Um, And he sent me his bio. Um, And there's so much I could tell you about him because uh, he is um, such an amazing, incredible guy. Um, I, I met him a few years back and man, he is just one of the coolest people. If you haven't heard him sing, y'all, you have to hear this man sing. There's something just different about when he opens up his mouth. Um, he's been gifted to not only sing, but also to preach. Um, and so, um, man, I, I'm, I'm praying that we're going to be receptive um, to what we believe in God is going to say through him. Um, he is uh, one of my favorite preachers. And uh, recently he was preaching at Oakwood and um, he was sharing um, about some of the things that have been going on. Um, And I just know that whatever it is that that God has laid on his heart to share with us, that is going to be powerful. Um, So uh, his name is Pastor BC. And again, uh, you're going to be tremendously blessed by him. All right. Um, So we're going to invite you to take a look at this praise dance um, that was submitted again through our Got Talent um, submissions. And then um, next you'll hear a word um, by Pastor B.C.
11: How do I know when I
0: started?
11: All right, everybody. Um, Good to see y'all today. I am uh, really excited to be here with y'all in this space and I hope that that we can vibe in a really, really dope way. I um, wanna share with you something that God's put on my heart. So I want you to grab your Bibles If you are blessed and highly favored and have an Android device, just pick that up. Uh, If you're still working on your salvation and have an iPhone, uh, we'll pray for you at the end of this. But go on and use that. I think the Bible app still works on that. It might blow up. But um, I want to talk to y'all today from the book of Genesis and the 27th chapter. It's a a story you might be familiar with, you might not. But I have a really, really dope spin. Uh, I want to show you all today in light of the space that we're in. Uh, not just with coronavirus, but the fact yes. that coronavirus has locked us uh, in our houses with our families, um, and we're low-key trapped with one another. I'm not going to take too long because um, Pastor Larva already gave us a sermon, and so I can just uh, give the appeal. Um, but I want to—I uh, want you guys to join me in Genesis chapter 27, verse 39 through 40. Verse 39 through 40. I might read a little further, but y'all come with me. the Bible says, Genesis chapter 27, verse 39. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fertility, or from the fertility of the earth, shall be your dwelling, and from the dew of the heaven above. By your sword, verse 40 says, you shall live, and your brother you shall serve. But it shall come about when you become restless. Uh, when you get tired of it, uh, you will break his yoke from your neck. Let me pray with you really quickly, Father. I ask that you would move in this space and that you would reveal to us what we need from you today. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. So, um, if I were preaching, preaching, I would probably call this thing the blessing of Esau. And I want you to see why I call it that in just a moment. Um, but the reason why I said you might be familiar with this passage is because this is the passage of scripture wherein uh, the, the, the sons of Isaac, the twin boys who have been fighting with each other from the time they were in their mother's womb, uh, their fight gets to its apex. Uh, the Bible says that um, Isaac is, is old and the time has come for him to bless his oldest son, uh, to give to Esau that which Esau deserves because of his placement and his birth order. So he tells Esau, listen, let's do this thing right. I need you to go out and prepare some food and, and, and you know, go, 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 go kill the, the best animal you can find, the biggest, best goat and come and curry that thing up and roast it real good and, and serve it to me and let me eat. And once I have eaten, I will bless you and I will give to you uh, prophetically all of the things that I am supposed to bestow on you as your father. So Esau goes to do what he's supposed to do, like you might know. And while he's gone, Jacob, his twin brother, his younger twin brother and his mother begin scheming with each other against him. And the culmination of that scheme is that Jacob throws on some fake fur on his arms and his body and puts on Esau's clothes to deceive his father and make his father think that the person he is blessing is Esau when in fact it's Jacob. Boom. Esau comes back, prepares the meal, goes to his father, and finds out that his father's blessing has been given away to his younger brother. The reason why I want to sit in this passage is because there's some real tension in this in in, in this in this text, in this pericope. And not just tension, it's familial tension. They have been living with each other, surrounded with each other, and you'll find out, you know, the longer this whole quarantine lockdown stay at home thing goes the more you're up under somebody the more they tend to be able to irritate you the more they find ways to get on your nerves and grind your gears and what we find here is the same thing in the biblical passage jacob and esau are warring against each other but not only are jacob and esau warring against each other but there's also some problems in the in the entirety of the familial dynamic the mother against the father, and the mother against the son, and the son, and favoritism on the part of the parents—it's a whole entire mess. And I remember hearing somebody they were talking about how um, some people are really, really weeping because school is out and because uh, churches are closed. Because for some people, not everybody, for some people, church and school were real safe spaces. I'm talking to people in this room. We can talk really, really real right now. I'm talking to folk in this room who don't have safe spaces at home, who don't have spaces where um, they feel like they can be themselves and where everybody is for them. I'm talking to somebody who who you might not admit it in public, but you and I can talk right here and you're in the middle of an abusive uh, scenario, either physically or emotionally or mentally or even spiritually. Home is not a safe space for you. And you're sitting and you're like, man, God, what am I supposed to do? I believe that God has a message for you in Genesis chapter 27, verse uh, 39 to 40. Watch this thing. The first thing I want you to see is Esau has his flaws, right? We, we ain't got time to get into the whole of chapter 27 and see all of Esau's problems. Esau got some flaws. But, but what really irks me about this passage is that Esau was done dirty by his mother and his brother while Esau was doing what he was supposed to do. Esau wasn't wilding. Esau wasn't playing playing games. Esau wasn't in places that he wasn't supposed to be Esau wasn't doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing. Esau was where he was supposed to be, doing what he was supposed to be doing. And while he's in the middle of this, something happens that is caused by his family. And so some of y'all might be saying, yo, the things that are happening to me, it's not even my fault. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I need you to know that this text hears you and God has a word for you. Stay with me. Uh, um, uh, Jacob comes and connives All of Esau's blessing from his father. If I had time, I'd work you through this entire passage. Um, but, But his full and complete blessing is given to Jacob so that when Esau comes back, his father speaks to him and tells him, basically, you're about to be your brother's servant. I've given him everything that belongs to you. Esau starts crying, grown, big, strong man, starts weeping in his father's presence. Because everything is gone, and I love this thing. Uh, he, he cries in verse thirty-eight, and says, "Do you only have one blessing, Father? Is there nothing you can give to me?" He's begging him. I see him kneeling on the ground, holding on to his father's clothing. Bless me, even me also, oh my father. So Esau lifts up his voice, and Esau weeps. And in the middle of Esau's crying, in the middle of Esau's weeping, in the middle of Esau's soul being broken, Jacob, blind Jacob, excuse me, uh, uh, Isaac, blind Isaac opens up his mouth and speaks what some of us would consider a curse to Esau. He says, from the fertility of the earth shall you live, and from the dew of the heavens above. Now, I want to take some time, I don't have much, but I want to take some time and unpack the Hebrew in here, because your translation may say from uh, 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 or by, and you might be thinking that he's saying that you're going to live off of the fat of the land, and you're going to live off the dew of the earth. He's not saying that. In fact, the Hebrew says from, not by, but away from, away from the fatness of the earth and away from the dew of heaven above. And remember now, this makes sense because his father has just given everything to Jacob. He's given all the fatness away. He's given all the dew away. He's given all the blessing away. So what, what he's saying is, listen, the only way you're going to live is by scraping at the at, at the ground what's left over. You won't get the, the fatness. You won't get the fill. You won't get uh the big stuff. All you're going to have have to live off of is what you can find on your own in the earth and you're asking me now pastor bc you must have lost your mind because he's saying basically you're gonna have to scrap and grind and 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 look around for your food and for your for your do. and how is that a blessing man i'm glad you asked me y'all you know, um, we have this saying about people who are born with silver spoons in their mouth, people who are who are born with everything in their lap. And we often think that those people are soft. Those people are, are incapable of surviving on their own. Those people are unable to do anything. Listen to this, y'all. What we have here in uh, what Isaac is speaking to Esau is a hidden, often unseen blessing. Let me step out of this passage and show you. We look at Joseph in Egypt and his success in the palace and with Pharaoh and we forget the fact that he's operating in the palace based on skills and attributes and characteristics that he developed in the pit, that he developed in Potiphar's house, and that he developed in the prison. Sometimes you won't be successful in the palace until you spent some time scrapping in the prison and working in Potiphar's house as a slave. Don't miss this thing. And when when Isaac spoke to his son and said to him, yo, you're going to live away from the fat of the land. You're going to live away from the dew. What he's saying is that by scrapping and by scraping, listen, everything won't be given to you, but you're going to develop some characteristics. You're going to develop some emotional and spiritual muscles and toughness that you would not have had otherwise. Don't miss what's going on here. Listen, it's not God's desire that some of the things you're dealing with in your house be your portion. But what God is saying to you is I'm going to work in these situations in such a way that they will toughen you up so that you will be able to survive everything that comes your way. I'm going to make sure, listen, your situation at home right now, arguing with your sister, fussing with your brother, tired of your parents, right? Your situation is building stuff in you that god will use to prepare you for things that will come your way down the road and what he's speaking to you now is that he is praying that you don't miss the development opportunities that you are going to find yourself in in these two three four five six seven twelve fifteen weeks that we're stuck in each other's faces in these houses away esau that's good to me from the fatness of the ground will you live but he don't stop there listen says not only will you live away from the fertility not only will you live away from the dew not only will you be toughening yourself up uh foraging and scrapping and grinding and developing skills that will benefit you in the future but he also says you will live by your sword i love this thing yo so so some of y'all have not had the opportunity uh or or the privilege to be in a fight. Now, now I'm not telling you to go fight people, but I am saying that there are some skills that are developed in hand-to-hand combat. It's a warfare. You shoot the fear. You feel me? So, so uh, if you fought uh, at any length, if you if you ever been in a fight, right? Uh, anyone who's fought will tell you, fam, I'm not fighting over one minute. Like, when you fight, if uh, if you were to take the time and time your fights, uh, most of your fights don't last. I mean, physical fights. Don't last more than 30 seconds, 40 seconds, because after 40 seconds, you start breathing hard and you get tired of expending all that energy and you realize your conditioning ain't really what it was. And and you start getting tired. Watch this. The more you fight, mm, the more you condition your body to be able to go the long haul, right? And so what God is saying here is Esau, Everything that you scrap and grind and get from the earth, you're going to have to keep, you're going to have to defend with your sword. So Esau is going to have to toughen himself up constantly by fighting both to gain and to keep what he's gained. Esau is essentially living in a perpetual gym, which means every single day, Esau is training muscles that he would not otherwise train. Esau is training parts of his body that he would not otherwise train. He's training parts of his mind that he would not otherwise train. Esau is living in the gym. And God is saying to you, listen, there are some situations that you have been placed in that will require you to fight your way out. I wish somebody in this in this chat, would we'll throw up some some arm emojis, some some heavy breathing emojis. There are some things that I am going to put you in that will require you to exert energy to get yourself out of. I am asking you. I am watch this. I am I am holding you accountable to fight your way through life. And these things will develop things in you that would not be developed otherwise. So watch this, Esau now. Is living away from the fat of the earth, away from the fertility, away from the dew, away from the blessing of the ground, right? And Esau also has to fight both to keep and to gain everything that he puts in his mouth, everything that he puts in his pocket, every place that he lays his head down. Esau has to defend that thing by the sword. Watch this. By the end of this process, whether or not you realize it, Esau is 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 yet is yoked. You feel me? Esau is diesel. Esau has built some spiritual and some mental and some emotional and definitely some physical muscles. Esau is not an easy target. This is good, right? I wish I had time to walk you through it because going into this passage, Esau had some issues that he was unaware of. If I had time, I'd walk you through how Esau gave away his birthright. And the reason why Esau gave away his birthright is because he was so used to gratifying what he wanted really easily and really quickly. But now that he has to work for everything that he gets, now that he has to fight for everything that he gets, Esau is learning to appreciate the things that he gets and defend those things tooth and nail. I need to hear this. God is developing some things in you that will cause you to value the blessing that he gives to you and to defend and keep those things against all odds. This is very important because while we're in quarantine, I'm going to preach right now. While we're in quarantine, some of y'all might be so bored that you're willing to throw off all the blessings and spiritual things that God has poured upon you. You're willing to, 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 to give up on the the spiritual high ground, the moral gaining that God has done in you all this year and last year. You're willing to risk it all in 2020, throw it away because of COVID-19. You are willing to give up on the things that you have been blessed with because you have not developed the spiritual and mental acumen to be able to keep and defend your spiritual and physical and emotional body away from the things that the enemy wants to do in your life. So now that anything your brother does to you, anything your sister does to you, anything your parents say to you, throws you into a tizzy, causes you to act a fool because you have given up your spiritual high ground. And God is saying, Sam, I'm gonna develop some things in you, in these situations. Because when you come out of this quarantine, when you come out of this stay at home order, when you come out of these situations, I'm expecting some toughness to have been developed in you. BC, how can you say that? I'm glad you asked me. The text goes on. I'm almost done. He says here, Rushes, not only will you live away from everything, not only will you live by your sword, but he says, your brother will you serve. You're going to serve your brother. You're going to work for him. But it shall come about that when you become restless, ah, that you will break his yoke from your neck. I'm going to put this thing in the NBT uh, translation. That's the new BC translation. Watch this thing. What he's saying here is you're going to live in your brother's shadow. You're going you're gonna to serve him because of what has happened to you, because of what you've given away, and because of what has been robbed from you. You're going to serve your brother, but don't miss this thing. You're only going to serve him until you get tired of it good to me the moment he says that you get tired of it ooh, he says you will break his yoke from off your neck now let's play in the hebrew right because in the english it says you will remove his yoke from your neck or you'll break his yoke from your neck but in the hebrew it translates more closely to when you get tired of him you will tear his yoke Off of your neck and the only the only reason and the only way that you will be able to tear this bondage off of your neck is because you have spent time in this dangerous and difficult situation building up the spiritual acumen and muscles and uh, emotional and mental and physical uh, stature that God has expected you to be developing in these situations so now You're in the space that when you get tired of it, no longer are people able to take advantage of you. When you get tired of it, no longer are people able to abuse you willy-nilly. When you get tired of it, you will begin to walk around your home and pray Satan out of your family. When you get tired of it, you will stand in front of your house and lift your hands and declare that this is not the ground that belongs to the enemy. When you get tired of it, You will speak to your depression in the morning and say, today you cannot have me. When you get tired of it, you will shatter the yoke on your neck. And the reason why you'll be able to to do that is because of the time that you spent, don't miss this thing, the time that you spent. Realizing that what you had initially thought of as a curse, was actually a blessing. That when God said, yeah, 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 all right, cool. We, we can't go out right now. We are locked down right now. So you, you're gonna stay your behind in your house and you're gonna learn how to have conversations with difficult people in difficult situations. He was preparing you for when you left your house and you were able to walk into places that you could not have survived in before because of what he has built in you through the difficulty that you're in right now. God is saying what you are looking at, what you're crying about and saying, my brother got all this, my sister got all this, my friend got all this, and all I have is this. He's saying what you are crying about and missing is actually a blessing. And if you would take the time to take advantage of it in the space that you're in, you will get to a level where you will be able to shatter oppression from your neck, to break bondage off of your neck. And I wish, I'm done y'all, I wish there was somebody in this room who had gotten to the point where you were tired of being trampled down emotionally, physically, uh, uh, spiritually, and mentally. I wish there was someone in this room right now, someone in in this chat right here that was tired, tired, of being a punching bag, of being a a, a kicking ball. I wish there was somebody in this room who said, you know what, God has been putting me in situations that have been preparing me to be able to tear this oppression from off my neck. And you would leave this space today, after all the praying, and after all the sermonizing, after all the singing of songs, and the discussion uh, of of many panels, I, I wish someone would leave this space today and walk back into the the, the regularity of their homes and say, this is the gym that God has put me in. And I am going to work in here so that when I get tired of it, I could break this thing open. I said I was done, but there's one more thing. Yo, intrinsically in when I get tired of it is also the notion that God is waiting on you. (laughs) Yo. He said, I have already given to you everything that you need to be able to get out of the spaces you're in. Here's the issue, fam. You're just not tired of it yet. You ain't tired of it yet. And I wish there was somebody here today who said, today? I'm tired of it. Today is the last straw that broke the camel's back. Today is the end of the road. Today I'm done with it. I wish there was somebody here who could say, I am tired of it. Because the Bible tells us that when you become tired of it, you will be able to break the yoke of oppression, of bondage, of wrongdoing, from off of your neck. So now as the musicians play, I wanna ask uh that we could take some time in this uh, appeal space. Come down a little bit too loud. Um I-, I wanna talk to y'all uh in, in, in this space. And I wanna I wanna give this appeal. There's somebody here who has been hearing us talk through this thing today. And even as we've been talking, this conversation you and I have been having, you've been praying right where you are and God has revealed to you the things in your home, the things in your life, the things that he has poured on you that you have looked at all this time as a curse that have actually been the blessing of Esau. That that annoying little sister that you have, that that that, that troubling little brother has actually been sent to you, delivered to you, gifted to you all, Paul says, uh, so that you could develop patience to be able to survive in spaces that require greater patience of you. I wish that there was someone in this room today who was looking around their house, looking around their situation, their circumstances and scenarios, and saying to themselves, God, I realize what you have given to me. And now, right now, I am going to break the yoke of bondage off of my neck, because now, I am tired of it. If you're here and you're in the chat, you're on your phone, you're you're, you're, you're you're talking through and you hear this first part of this appeal, you hear this thing, you're saying, that's me. I'm done with it. I'm sick of the devil pushing me around. I'm sick of being abused. I'm sick of finding myself in this situation. I'm sick of letting people do what they want to do with my body. I'm sick of allowing my depression and my anxiety to cause me to feel a certain way. I'm sick of telling myself that I'm trash, that I'm worthless, I'm useless. Today, I'm tired of it. And I want to proclaim this thing in my life. As you're speaking that thing out loud in your house, and you say this out loud in your house, I'm tired of it. And if you're tired of it, Put a, put a strong-arm emoji in the chat right now. Let everybody see that you are tired of it. And today is the day that we are strong-arming our way out of this situation. Today is the day that we are breaking out of the oppression that has held us for so long. Now, some of you, I said two parts. Some of y'all in this room are saying, man, I hear this. I really do. But I feel like this appeal is not for me. I mean, I want to be tired of it. In fact, I am tired of it. But I don't feel like I have the the skill and the ability to break the yoke off of my neck so i'm asking you i'm done y'all my time is out i'm asking you right now uh, to pray this prayer with me what we're gonna pray is that god will begin to develop in you it's gonna be a tough prayer y'all that god will, be, will begin to develop in you the things that you need in your life to break the yoke off of your neck pray this prayer with me father i want to be tired Father, I recognize that you have called me your child. And because I'm your child, there is a blessing for me. Because I'm your child, there is a birthright for me. So God, today, in order that I might break the yoke from my neck, give me strength. God, take away the things that make me soft. Take away the things that make me give up. God, give me situations that force me to live by the sword. And I pray, I declare that as you are with me, I will be strong enough to break the yoke, strong enough to break the yoke, strong enough to break the yoke in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank y'all for rocking with me. I really appreciate y'all. I'm looking forward to hearing testimonies from y'all. I don't know how we'll do it. I'll check in with Pastor Rogers and see how we'll get these testimonies. I'm looking forward to hearing how you all are breaking the yoke in your lives today. Somebody say, I'm tired of it. God bless you. Grace and peace.
0: I don't even have anything to say after that. Mercy. Mercy tired who's tired of it um thank you so much pastor bc for that word oh that was powerful uh, extremely powerful and we'll work on that we want to hear like you said your testimonies um, about how um, god is breaking some yokes in your life that he's doing some amazing things and i mean this just all fits in such alignment with our theme which is seeing him in frustrating times. That's what shift is standing for. We're seeing him in frustrating times. And this, this word was so timely. So a uh, huge thank you to Pastor BC. Um, and so as we um, get ready to wind down in our service, um, we had another video submission um, by Annabelle, and I'm hoping I pronounced the last name right, Sahadeo. Um, and so we hope that you're blessed by this as this video is taking place. Um, if you have maybe some sort of prayer request, you know, you can definitely put that in the chat and, uh, we're going to have our prayer time at the conclusion of this video. Um, and so maybe you can just say whatever it is that you're tired of, right? Whatever it is that you're wanting God to break the yoke of in your life. Um, <clears throat> and, and we're going to pray. Um, that God would certainly do that in our lives. So I'm hoping that you are blessed by this video.
8: E
10: Go ahead.
2: Great job, Annabelle. Great job. Church family, I don't know how you have been here with us, and you could not have been blessed this evening. This has been an amazing program, uh, and it is my responsibility right now to lead us into prayer. Uh, Pastor BC did an excellent job setting up uh, this moment right now. When you get tired of it, he said, Uh, And and he says something in the message that I hope that you received. He said, God is waiting on you. Uh, And that segues right into the verse that we want to use as the foundation for prayer today. Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, And turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And check this out. He says, and heal their land. So I want to ask you all where you are. Stop whatever you're doing and bow your head with us as we pray. Uh, We've been going through this moment, this process of quarantine, but I do believe that this is just for a time that God is trying to help us get back to where we should be. And I want to invite you now to bow your head with me again as we pray and, and ask for God to do what he's able to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for what has transpired here today. This is our first time getting together, but it will not be the last, Lord. And we thank you for allowing for us to be able to continue working through some of the technical difficulties. We pray, Lord, that as we go throughout the rest of this day, that what has transpired, what has been talked about, uh, what has been shared will, will resonate with each and every person and that we will have more individuals looking to participate in the services in two weeks and then the ones that will come after that. Heavenly Father, I pray that this time that was spent allows for our young people to know that they have not been forgotten, but, but that they are loved, that during this time of isolation and separation, that we, we still want them to know that they are important, that they are valued, that we care, Lord. What I'm asking for continued effectiveness in the, in the transition of our students who, who've been used to being in the classroom, but now they're learning from home. I'm praying, Lord, that you will give them an endurance and and a drive to continue to get good grades, to continue to submit the work that they need to to turn in, uh, that you will be with the parents who may need to come alongside them and help them as they're studying and getting through uh, some of the the technical difficulties that may come up even as they're learning from home. Lord, I'm praying for protection from our young people as well, because as they're learning from home, now they're online, maybe even more than they used to be. And so I'm asking that you will protect them from cyberbullying. Lord, I'm asking that you will cover them. Even uh, one of our young ladies earlier today said that she's still going to work, Lord. And so I'm asking that you will watch over our young people as they go to work, that you will protect them and keep them safe in the midst of this pandemic. Lord, I'm asking for provisions for families that may have been affected financially, uh, parents who are not working the amount of hours that they used to work, or maybe they've been furloughed, or maybe they've been fired, but but the money isn't coming in the way that it used to come in, Lord. And so we're asking that you will stretch the little bit that they have, Lord, that you will provide for them exactly what they need during this difficult time. I'm asking for healing from those that, for those that have been impacted physically. I remember uh, Pastor Laravel right now and his mother. I'm asking that you will draw close to her right now and all other individuals who may have uh, contacted COVID, Lord, I'm praying that you will nurse them back to health, Lord. Cover them with your grace and with your mercy, with your love, Lord. You promise that even when we go through the valley of the shadow of death that we should not fear because you are with us. Lord, I'm asking that you will comfort those who are going through the time of bereavement right now. Some individuals have been called to sleep and the families are still dealing with uh, the results of that. Lord, I'm asking that you will draw close to them and, and encourage them to draw close to you. Lord, I'm praying with the hope that this thing will be resolved soon. That we can go back to life. As it used to be, Lord, but 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 not the busyness of life, not the distractedness of life, not the negative side of life. But I'm praying that during this time, Lord, you will have filled us up and poured into us in such a way that as we go back to life, Lord, that that we go back into life with a power, with a vigor, with a desire to to preach the word, Lord, everywhere that we go. To let individuals know that we made made it through this thing not by ourselves, but because our God brought us through. May we go out into the communities and introduce individuals to a God who saves, a God who protects, and a God who restores. And may you prepare each and every one of us, man, woman, boy, and girl, for that great day when Jesus shall crack the sky. Where we may be able to say this is our Savior. He promised to return for us, and he has kept his promise. Till that time, Lord, keep us faithful, keep us strong as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.
0: Go ahead, Pastor
12: Fields. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. This is an awesome time. This is a time for us to give, a time for us to share. You know, I'm thinking about this um, story of a young man who um, had a horrible dream. And in that dream, um, he dreamed that the Lord um, took his Sabbath offering and he multiplied it by ten, and made that offering his weekly income. And of course, with no time at all, he lost his flat-screen TV. Um, he was unable to make his car note. Um, he had to send that back. Um, he wasn't able to make his uh, mortgage. Um, lost his home. Uh, I mean, what's a fellow to do with only ten dollars a week? You know, we live in a time where giving um, is not at its highest with this pandemic going on, um, but we are still um, asked to be faithful and be committed. And so there are a couple of ways that um, we're able to give today. Um, Number one, um, we can give by way of uh, cash out. Uh, We can give at dollar sign CSC 3301. Again, that is dollar sign CSC 3301. And in the memo, you can put youth. Another way you can give, another way you can give is at our website. You can go to csayya.org. That's again, csayya.org. saya.org Click on the donate button and enter into um, and click on PayPal. Um, this is an awesome time. Um, we thank God for the message today and um, the min- ministry of song and the conversation with our young people. Uh, but we thank God that we're able to still stream these messages. So at this time, we want to give you the ability to take this thing a little bit higher and give until it, and because giving um, is where we have to go. I just want to share this last Bible verse. Um, Luke chapter 6, 38 says, give. And it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. This is what we want. This is what we need. God bless you. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you for the ability to come before you. We thank you that we're able to give. We thank you that we're able to share. Uh, Bless the offerings that we receive. Continue to take us higher. Cover us and keep us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right. <clears throat> um, thank you so much for that. <clears throat> Excuse me, Pastor Fields. We appreciate that. Listen, I want to try to do something. I know we've already had so many technical difficulties, um, but I want to see uh, if this will work real quick uh, to try to share this on my screen with you all no it didn't work okay let's go back to where we had it Um, all right Um, unfortunately that didn't work all right um unfortunately that didn't work obviously we've, we've had some various technical difficulties i was trying to show who the winners were um for our home scavenger hunt, but nevertheless, I want to just share with you the names. Um, we thank you all so much for your for your participation. So the one the person who won the spoon uh, picture was Olivia Combs. All right. Then we have Raquel Redden uh, for the hanger. I hope I'm pronouncing everybody's name right. Uh, Jordan Anderson for the shampoo. Priscilla Josiah um, with the pillow and Darion Smith with the spatula. Um, So I'm hoping that next time um, that we do this um, in two weeks that you'll be able to see um, those pictures that you all took. Um, But thank you all so much for participating in our little game, our little way of interacting and staying connected uh, virtually here online. And I appreciate everybody supporting here over this broadcast. And so we'll go give it to Pastor Larivo now for our prayer of benediction. Okay,
3: let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you have blessed us to be able to be in communion one with another. This is the beauty of Christianity that we all get to be family and we all get to show love towards each other and support each other as we journey through life together. we thank you so much that we are bonded together as family by your blood, that is your blood Um, that makes us one. We thank you so much on this weekend for the gift of your blood and we thank you so much for hearing and answering our prayer. Bless all of those who are under the sound of my voice, all those who will be watching this video, all of those, uh, all of our young people all around the country or wherever they might be. I pray that you will bless them exceedingly. I pray that they would take seriously um, the words that you have spoken to us today and let us be more like you each and every day. We can't wait to see you when you come in the clouds of glory. And we pray not because we are worthy, but
0: in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 And um, also before we close, I also wanted to make sure to say a special prayer um, for Pastor Laribo's mom. Um, he was mentioned during the, um, panel, um, that, you know, she's been going through. And so we just want to take a second to pray for them real quickly as well. Um, Heavenly Father, we want to lift up in a special way, uh, Sister Perla Laravel, um, God, uh, that you would be with her health, um, that you would keep her, be with the entirety of that family and be with Pastor Marcus in a special way, God, continue to encourage him and uplift him, um, and all those who are being affected right now by this virus, Um, we ask, Lord, for your hand of protection uh, over each and every one of us, especially here in our conference. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Thank you all so much for joining us for Shift. This was our first one. We had some bumps in the road, but nevertheless, we made it to the end. And so I want to say thank you so much um, because this is emblematic of what we got to do. We got to continue to see God even when technology is not working, even when we're frustrated. um, God is still with us in the midst of this. So thank you, everybody. We want to invite you to join us again two weeks from now, all right, two weeks from now, April 25th, is when we will have our next shift program, um, and you don't wanna miss it. I wanna say to those who submitted different videos, and you may not have seen it featured here in this service, please continue to tune in, and um, prayerfully, we will get it uh, in. We had to try to condense it for our time, um, but we will do our best to get everything in. but I appreciate all the submissions, all the hard work, uh, and the team of people that I've been working with. All the pastors on our team, um, you all have been doing a great job. Uh, so thank you so much. Before we close, um, two last things I want to do. Number one, um, for our young people, if you're just watching this and your parents somewhere else in the house, can you get them here? Uh, bring them here to the <clears throat> to the broadcast. I just want to be able to speak for a second to our parents because I believe that. Uh, a part of this is also being able to minister to them. Youth ministry isn't just about the youth. It's also about our pa- our parents. And so to each of our parents, I know that um, it's a challenging season right now. I just want to give you three encouragements for you um, <clears throat> to be able to manage in the midst of um, these circumstances. So the first one um, is to, to engage in daily positive affirmation. Um, I know it can be difficult with, um, your teenagers if they are very negative um, if things are going on with your job as well and stressors um, we don't affirm ourselves we don't affirm one another and we can get very negative and so i want to encourage all the parents out there um, especially if you have you know your spouse there with you that every day you remind yourself um, about to, to remain positive to speak positively about yourself about your family um, and to find ways to keep your thoughts um, in that sort of uh, positive space the second thing i want to encourage all of our parents to do is to create bonding exercises i know many parents are often saying you know well i just don't have time <laughs> i don't have time right now i can't do this or that with my kids listen you don't have that excuse right now none of us do um, god has aligned this in such a way that each and every parent who wants to can spend quality time with your family because you're right there in the house together. So take the time to you know set up some games and, and have a game night. Um, eat dinner together as a family. There are simple things that you can do to create bonding exercises between you and your family. Don't let this virus defeat you, uh, but continue to grow as a family. And lastly, I want to encourage all of our parents to listen. Sometimes because um, you're the parent and you've uh, gone through different things in life, you think that Um, I'm supposed to always teach my children and share this and share that with them. And and they do need that guidance. But at the same time, uh, it's valuable to be able to sit and listen to where your young person is coming from, to hear their perspective and take the time to really process whatever it is that they're sharing with you um, to uh, affirm their feelings and validate them. Um, And so I encourage all of our parents to really try to do that right now in the midst of uh, this season, so that we can continue to grow collectively as a community and as a conference and as individual households. So I want to say a special prayer real quick, just for all the parents right now. I don't know what you may be going through, what's stressing you out. But I want to pray a, a prayer of blessing for you. Uh, Heavenly Father, please be with all the parents in our conference and all the parents who are watching on this broadcast. God, I'm asking that you administer to them, uh, touch their lives, God, and help them to have the strength needed to guide their young person. Uh, Through this whole season, be with their jobs, be with their homes, be with everything that's going on, and keep them in Jesus' name, Amen. Um, The last thing I want to do, and and you know everybody is dismissed, um, but we did have some technical difficulties with our videos, um, and so I want to make sure that those young people who worked hard to be able to show us what they have, that they are able to see their entire video shown. And so um, before I end this broadcast, I'm going to just replay those same videos um, so that they can be showcased uh, for everybody to see. Uh, but if you are have to exit the broadcast, I want to thank you so much and invite you to join us um, two weeks from now. We're going to be doing this every other week uh, here on shift. Uh, so two weeks from now, join us again. Um, and I hope that you have a blessed Sabbath.
6: Hope you guys are blessed. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Andre.
2: I used to hear the holy voice, now I hear its echoes I think it's time I decide that I just let go of the past and turn my path hello Show
7: me the way I can't do this without you
9: Instead of fighting for the call, I had to come in the church. But I could do it on my own. I needed money to make it. I know when pain will follow soon, it was my biggest mistake. And I was battling with my spirit for whatever was left. Got to the point I questioned God and moved. the Stuff. I could, I claim to have that love, and then to that hate. That's like biting the hand that feeds you, ain't consuming the place. I press my hands to my head and said my humblest prayer. God, please lead me back to your home, even if no one is there. I can't imagine what I'd do without you on my side. I found the solace in your scripture and the truth that abides. Your presence dawns on me daily. I can't even deny. It's say like you've never been there for me. you believe in a lot, and I got me through my life. While well, I travel this way, and I will swallow my pride and just say, Show me the
8: way
9: I can't do this without you. Show me the way. Can you
7: help me
8: with my
7: help? Show me the way. Because without you, we can't stop you. Show me the way. I need you to show me. Show me. Show me. the way. We can't do this without you. Show me the way. Can you help us with our problems? Show me the way. Because without you, we can't solve much. Show me the way. We need you.
1: My home, suicide in my dome. I'm trying to
9: fight. What's
7: left, my church?